Hello and welcome to Politically Enraged, a podcast made for the lefties amongst us. Politically Enraged is a podcast about politics, both British and further afield, and a place to talk about society and how it needs to be improved for everyone. You can find us on Twitter at Political Rages, Instagram at Politically Enraged, you can sponsor the show on Kofi, or you can follow my personal socials. I'm Davey Moo, across all social media, and I'm here to talk to real people about real problems and work out how we move forward. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to another episode of Politically Enraged, the Lefties Refuge. Today I'm talking about a topic that I've talked ad nauseum about in the last few days and I've spoken about at length on here before as well, but I feel like it's very important that I do it for my own sanity and also for the clarity of people that follow me to understand where I align and to make sure that you're following the right person. A bit of background first. Um, I've always been mildly political. Um, I was always very aligned against anyone that wasn't pro-gay rights, because you have to bear in mind that, you know, when I was 15, 16, 17, there was no such thing as gay marriage, and I campaigned for it a lot, and that meant that I had to speak to a lot of people who I had strong distaste for, who thought that people like me were scum and disgusting and perverts, who didn't deserve equality, and who would say things like, well, gay people don't need to get married. Gay people can have some kind of non-marriage equivalent. But equality isn't giving people a semblance of rights or something that parallels it. Equality is the same rights. And if they can't have the same rights, then it's about equity. And so the point is, I've always been part of the broader political sphere of discussion. That said, sometimes I look at how things have unfolded and how I've managed to get a following on the internet for people to listen to me talk. And sometimes I'm overwhelmed with guilt because I have friends that are so much more politically savvy than me, friends that are so much better at speaking, friends that are so much more convinced in what they believe. And those people sometimes aren't doing as well as I am. And and, and there's a kernel of guilt there, but you know, I'm not doing anything with any kind of overarching goal of becoming famous or influential or anything like that. The truth is that as much as I have my blog and this and and everything else, you're you're essentially watching me transform as I learn. And it means that sometimes I say things that isn't correct. Sometimes I say things that is a stupid talking point or things that I need to reflect on or learn. But I, I try my best to own that because I think I have to be transparent and honest about where I stand. And I've been slapped in the face with a lot of realisations this last few weeks. And here's why. And I need to give a pretty lengthy explanation of where I've come to rest politically recently for you to understand. So do bear with me. Get a cup of tea. Try and keep yourself awake because I don't know how exciting this will be. I fiercely backed Jeremy Corbyn in 2017. I didn't care that he didn't stand down. I was like, you know what? I, I would maybe give, give his policies and give him another chance. That wasn't the right idea in, in the broad scope of things. Um, I think that Jeremy Corbyn probably should have stood down, but he didn't. And, you know, can't rewrite history. We have what we had. Um, he went again in 2019. I fiercely backed him again and he lost again. And then he stepped down. Keir Starmer came in and it was Keir Starmer's response to the Labour League's manifesto that made me intensely dislike the man because it came out that a lot of people had been working internally to sabotage the Labour Party. And Keir Starmer's response to that, I expected, would be, this is disgraceful and we need to sort this out. Whereas what it actually came across as was, who leaked this? We need to punish the people that got this information out into the public. I briefly stopped supporting Labour after that because I was so disgusted with that kind of reaction to 
obvious evidence that there were people in the Labour Party who wanted to undermine it. And so for a while, I kind of floated around trying to collect my thoughts and feelings and align myself with the party. And when I saw how bad the Tories were, and after everything that I went through, which is a lot and I won't go into because we'll be here for 10,000 years, I realised that I would have to align myself with Labour because we're in a broken political system. And that doesn't exist in a vacuum. It doesn't mean that I don't have critiques of things that Labour have done, that Keir Starmer has done, that Keir Starmer will do. But there's a two-pronged issue that comes up there. Number one, on one side, there are a lot of people whose broad span of political ideas I agree with, who vehemently hate Keir Starmer. I don't think it's right to vehemently hate Keir Starmer. I think that he's dropped some massive balls. I think that kicking a huge swath of the left out of the party was a fucking ridiculous idea. But I do think that mixed into a lot of people that were decent and didn't deserve to get kicked out of the party, there are some people with very dangerous, very damaging, very scary views. And that's never been more clear to me than in the last few days in particular. I've tried to deny it and I've tried to ignore the uglier side of what I termed as my own self, the far left. But there are some people on the far left with some very, very scary views and I don't like it and them. I still counted myself as part of that, but now I'm in doubt about where I sit politically. I've started to call myself just a progressive because I don't wholly align with anyone. But that is the root of the problem. It seems to me like there are a lot of people out there who are desperate to align with a person or an ism. You know, there are people who will unflinchingly back Keir Starmer and Starmer's labour, never questioning anything that he says or does. Everything that he does is the right decision. Well done, Sir Keir. And I don't agree. He's done some things I don't like. I didn't like some of the wishy-washier ways that he was throughout COVID when he was like, no, we just need to back the government. And even though I understood that the right-wing press was going to haul him over the coals, they did anyway. So what would have been the harm? However, I mean, let's call it like we see it. You can't deny that Starmer has built a pretty big lead for Labour. And even if some of that is the Tories' malfeasance, some of it is that Keir Starmer is appealing to people out there. I absolutely hate hate Labour's stance on Brexit. I hate it. Even though it's pragmatic, even though I know it's the truth, I think it's a shit stance. I don't want to hear that there's no chance of going back into the EU, even if it's the truth. I don't want to hear it. And I certainly don't want to hear, nope, that's it, that we're never going back. Nope. No one ever seems to say, we'll listen to the will of the people. The will of the people has been bandied about for so many years. And yet, what is the will of the people? Do you know? Do they know? I don't fucking know. I know what my will is. I know what a lot of the will of the people that I speak to is. What's the will of the people? So many government ministers will tell you the will of the people is Brexit, but it, now we've seen how wrong Brexit's going. Is it really still the will of the people? And do we need to consign ourselves to the fate of a terrible fucking existence outside of the EU? Talking about Brexit leads me on to what I want to discuss now. Certain political figures have risen out of the ashes of this nightmare scenario that we find ourselves in, where we're aligned against an increasingly authoritarian government who have given us an abject lesson in how it is that we speak truth to power. Mick Lynch, Eddie Dempsey, people like that have been plastered all over the media and have absolutely, on the daily, torn these scumbags a new arse. And it's what we needed. We needed to see plain talk in the media. We needed to see people in real time scoff and debunk these Tory liars and speak up to other people who are on different parts of the political spectrum who also 
don't always tell us the truth that we need to hear. But the problem is that people like that also espouse views I don't agree with. Dempsey has been overheard saying some really troubling things, and even though I've read his rebuttal, I still don't agree with it. You can't say that identity politics are dangerous while at the same time saying, oh, I grew up as an Irish immigrant and blah, blah, blah. Do you want to use identity politics or do you think identity politics are dangerous? Ultimately, this is the problem that I face. I've caught the tail end of a lot of shit because I was very critical of Eddie Dempsey's speech. I've also been critical of the things that McLynch has said about Brexit. And both of them say that they're trying to make a socialist case for Brexit. But it doesn't make any sense. We're out of the EU. Are we socialist? No. Would we have been socialist if we'd have remained in the EU? No. There is no clear path to socialism in the UK right now because the rest of the world isn't and we just don't have the facility to prepare for it. And look at the state of the world right now. Is now the time to look at redistributing everything? We need to redistribute wealth away from the rich, of course. But the main thing we need to do is stabilise everything, and I don't think that huge political upheaval like trying to implement mass socialism across the UK is the right thing to do right now, even if I do agree with vast majority of socialist ideas. Ultimately for me, if socialism's going to happen, it's got to be a democratic and pragmatic decision. As in, the UK is told fairly about what it would involve and how it would work, and we make the broad consensus that that's the path we want to go down. But people arguing that the EU is anti-democratic and anti-socialist. Okay, but we're still not socialist and we're out of the EU. The problem that I have, the overarching reason for this diatribe, I guess, is that so many people have subscribed to purism that I don't know where to turn anymore. Leftist figures that I used to really admire just scare me a bit now. I used to really, really admire and like Owen Jones, but this absolute tirade that he has for Keir Starmer just I mean first of all it means nothing because the guy said that he's going to vote Labour anyway but secondly Keir Starmer sure he's not really my cup of tea but he's not the enemy he's not the antithesis of all that is good the Tories are becoming increasingly so look at some of the stuff that they've done they are the government that's in power and they're the people that need to be held to accountability. And it seems like everyone on the left, and this is a message to all of you, every one of you, from the centre-left, the centrist, to the further left, to the far left, all of you, you're all against each other. But what the fuck are you fighting for anymore? You're not fighting for a progressive alliance and moving forward and winning and actually implementing the policies and the changes that you want, any of you, whether it's socialist or just more pragmatic capitalism. All of you are just fighting each other, and for what? What does it get you? Does it make you feel good to hate against people that probably share the broad thrust of your views? I don't hate Eddie Dempsey. I don't hate Mick Lynch. I don't hate Owen Jones. I don't hate Keir Starmer. I don't really hate anyone, except for the fucking scum that are in government right now. Stripping back rights. Stirring up hatred against trans people. Which is broadly splashing over onto the entire LGBT plus community. So many of my other gay friends, I am gay have said that they're afraid to hold hands with their boyfriends in public because they don't know what the reaction will be. And that's something that I thought we'd gotten away from. That's how I grew up. And we had this renaissance where that wasn't a problem, and it's here again in our faces. And that's not because we're trying to push trans rights forward. It's because people are stirring up more and more divisive and hateful rhetoric and pinning the blame on other people, other people who are just like them. And this does fit into what I'm talking about. The more you start to subdivide every single fucking part of the world, the more insular you get. 
the less likely you are to win just based on numbers, but also the less likely you are to actually achieve what you want. Do you want meaningful change? Do you want progression? Do you want the world to be better? Or do you want to absolutely fucking hate everyone around you? Dempsey's speech used some words that I absolutely detest. Ethnic minority is a phrase that's always made me cringe when it comes out of the mouth of a white man because it's never used in any kind of flattering light. Oh, what a lovely ethnic minority group that is. Oh, that ethnic minority group does really well at X, Y, and Z. It's always used as a smear, as an insult, and it was in that speech, regardless of what Eddie Dempsey said. So I'm sorry, I can't stand with the sentiments in that speech. Does it mean that I hate Eddie Dempsey and I think that he should be deplatformed and burned and cancelled and all of that? No. It means that I don't like his ideas. Just like I don't like Owen Jones's fixation with attacking Keir Starmer baselessly when there's so much that you could legitimately go against Keir Starmer for. And this isn't me saying that we shouldn't vote for Labour and that we should take Keir Starmer out of leadership. Keir Starmer's not perfect, but who is? The problem is there's this puerile obsession with getting these people that throw out quick lines or give you a sentiment that you like and you'll suddenly be found online going, oh, this random person who said that this political leader's a dickhead for PM. It, it just doesn't make sense. And I've shied away from these comments, you know, as, as, as people have started following me more and taking me more seriously, people have been like, Davey move for PM and it makes me cringe. No, not me for PM. Someone sensible for PM. Someone who's going to implement the broad idea of policy. Someone who knows what they're doing. Someone that's interested in doing it. As much as I fucking hate J.K. Rowling, there's a really interesting line in one of the Harry Potter books where I think it's Dumbledore says, those who do best with power are not the ones who seek it, but the ones who have it thrust upon them and rise to the occasion. And as much as I understand the sentiment there, that is a dangerous thing to think. If people don't want power, they shouldn't have it foisted on them. But we also have to look to the people that do seek power and ask ourselves, how do we make sure that they understand that that power is only vested in them at the will of us? Keir Starmer's labour is very different to the labour that I used to vehemently stand behind, but we're in a broken system and I don't know what the alternatives are. And this is something that I, I find really embarrassing about other political commentators who will blithely say incredibly divisive statements and then be surprised when they don't go over well or stir up trouble wherever they can and then suddenly be surprised that people will bite back. You can't write articles smearing people and then be surprised when they get pissed off about it. The way that the left is behaving at the moment, and I mean the entire left, every single fucking one of you that's listening to this that supports the left, that thinks that Keir Starmer's the devil or that Keir Starmer's an angel in disguise, what are you achieving? Does it make you feel good to stir up hatred against each other, to deride each other's views, to talk about each other as if you're the devil, you're the cause of all of these problems? Why are you not aiming that hatred at the people that are actually in power, that are actually influencing decisions and influencing the path of the country? Of course, there's some weight to the idea that liberalism has spoiled certain aspects of the way that we move forward. And I had a really interesting discussion with one of my friends the other day who said, it's not actually extremists that really prevent any kind of moving forward because progress has always been made no matter the extremists that exist at the time. Progress is spoiled by people who say things like, not now, not yet, just wait. Vote for us now, and when when the skies are clear and the wind's blowing the right direction, then we'll do it. Because you vote with the hope that we'll move forward, and then they never follow through. That's why a lot of people feel burnt by a government like Keir Starmer's. 
there is legitimate criticism to be heard about Starmer, about his government, about his direction. Legitimate criticism. That's the only criticism that we should be hearing about him. Smearing him and doing stupid things like Keith Starmer and all of that. It's ridiculous. What does it get you? I don't really like the guy that much either, but I don't fucking know him and I don't care, ultimately. If he gets in and he makes sure that people don't die en masse because he actually tries to take care of them throughout winter, whichever method he takes, is the end result of people not dying not enough? The thing is, I understand that we need broad societal change. We need mass upheaval of a very, very damaged system. But I hate to say it, considering what I've just said, but is now the time. We're about to head into recession. We're facing energy crisis and monetary crisis. We've got still COVID racking the nation. It's only a matter of time until monkeypox gets worse. We have so many things going wrong. I don't know. I don't know if now is the time for mass societal upheaval. Because there's already, and I hate to say this, but it's true. There's already going to be mass deaths because of a lot of things that are happening simultaneously. And things like this, mass societal upheaval, changes, broad changes to politics and society. They don't come without a blood price. The overarching theme of what I'm trying to get at is that I, I feel incredibly lost at the minute. I know I'm not the only one based on the discussions that I'm having with multiple friends. And I, I just feel alienated from so many people that I care about. And so many people that I don't care about, but that I interact with constantly. Because we talk about politics all day, every day. Because it's an enduring interest, a passion. We all have changes that we want to implement. We all have things that we think are wrong and injustices and that we want to improve on. But those things aren't going to happen if we're always against each other. Again, there's legitimate problems with that. I understand that so many people are cross with Keir Starmer, ejecting a massive proportion of the left from Labour, and I think that was a fuck-up. The problem is that you can't say anything positive about Starmer without people attacking you, and you can't say anything negative about Jeremy Corbyn without people attacking you, but you also can't say anything positive about Jeremy Corbyn without people attacking you. You can't say anything negative about Keir Starmer without people attacking you. Where is the nuance, you absolute nutters? Why can't you hear critical discussion? Why do you have to back your person so unfailingly? That's not how this works. Political figures are not heroes. They're not gods. They're just people. And they're advised by other people. They're not always going to say and do the right thing. And if they do 100% marry up to what you believe, then good for you. But other people are still allowed to criticise there is no room for constructive discussion on the left anymore and it's very deeply disturbing and it means that I've looked at so many people that I've massively admired before with a whole new lens of fear where they will tar everyone with the same brush, alienate other people and act like other people with contrary beliefs or questions about where they stand are the enemy. To that, I've said this before, but to that I have to say this. If your political ideas, if your political hero are so great and so inscrutable, why don't you just defend them calmly instead of immediately casting someone out of the circle of trust because they raise any kind of concerns? I think people forget that politics, whilst there is a very obvious path that we should go down if we had any sense, and clearly we don't have sense in the UK, whilst there is a very obvious path we need to take, politics is a broad game and we're trying to please a lot of people and look after a lot of people with varying degrees of radicalization because of the media 
with stupid ideas foisted on them by family and friends and who have managed to be one of those people who have, you know, made themselves lucky and gotten out of the bad situation and made themselves rich and made themselves famous and successful and powerful. So, of course, they doubt the existence of things that will stop people doing that. But the problem is, there's no element of rehabilitation. Someone espouses a view that you don't like or they don't like your dude and suddenly they are the enemy and they must be cast out at all costs. I had this. I had it. I insulted Labour's stance on Brexit and it wasn't even harsh criticism. I literally said, dear Labour, Brexit won't work because Brexit can't work. And I had two days of my supposed allies attacking me because why are you trying to bring down the Labour movement? You're just a secret Tory. And I had the same thing yesterday. I literally played the words Eddie Dempsey said and I said, I do not stand with someone that uses racist rhetoric like trying to demonise air quotes, ethnic minorities, as people who were trying to sabotage the labour movement. And the first comment I got was someone saying, it's very suspicious that you're taking his words and twisting them to mean the worst they possibly could. How dare I listen to the words that someone said and interpret them the way they were said? I'm not trying to bring down anything. Ultimately, as I said, you guys are watching me crystallise, I don't know, as I learn all of these things about British politics, and there's a reason why I steer very, very purposefully away from phrases like neoliberalism or talk in very bold terms about the details of systems like socialism or anything like that. Because I am trying to reach through the fucking screen or into people's ears who are just like me or like other people that I know who weren't that interested in politics a few years ago, who are now who suddenly realise how important it is to be politically engaged. It's why the blog is called what it's called. I'm trying to reach out to people that know sod all and say, here's my take on it. Ultimately, I don't have the right answers because I don't know what the right answers are, but I'll fucking tell you what I think. And if you don't agree, that's fine. But I don't understand why people disagree and feel the need to go absolutely crazy with people. I've never seen anything like the weirdness that's coming out of the left recently. There's no discussion. There's no I agree with you on this, but it's literally as simple as you're a centrist piece of shit. You're a far left scumbag. That's it. What's happening while all this discussion's going on? Hmm? What what agenda is it that you're furthering? Do you, do you think that that makes you look good? Does, do you think it makes your politics look more trustable, more inscrutable, like you're the person to stand by? Because to me, all it does is demonise people that have these weird ideas and questions and problems with the way that politics is and makes them feel more justified in feeling completely disenfranchised by politics. All you people are doing is pushing people further and further and further away from the idea that we're a cohesive movement. All of you. And you all need to hear this and you all need to imbibe it and think about what you're doing. If you want to see power and make meaningful change, it's time to stop pushing division. It's time to stop hating people because they espouse socialist beliefs. It's time to stop hating people because they say pragmatically, I stand with Keir Starmer. It's time for us to work together. It's time for us to figure out how the fucking hell we actually get through this mess. Because while everyone's fighting and pulling each other down and pulling each other apart and this youing each other on Twitter or dogpiling, making fun of each other, people are fucking dying because of the decisions of a government that's been in place for nearly 13 years. This isn't a game, and this isn't something that you can just wing. Figure out where you stand. 
Try and work out why it is that you're more likely to attack people that are supposedly broadly on your side of politics. Then just have a fucking discussion with them. Stop icing people out and stop demonising them because they don't immediately share your views. Because honestly, it is this, it is this mindset that permeates the entire spectrum of the left that is going to bring us all down. That is going to make sure that we are locked under lacklustre government after lacklustre government. And I'm not even talking about a centristy Keir Starmer government that doesn't do what you want. I am talking about the increasingly authoritarian Tories. And genuinely, I steer so hard away from calling left-wing people Tory enablers, but collectively, that is what you are all successfully doing. You are all doing their job for them. So think about that and ask yourself the next time you start attacking each other whether you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing. And then, do the right thing. Thanks, as always, for joining us here on Politically Enraged, the Lefties Refuge. If you do want to follow me on social media so we can chat about the episodes and future upcoming information, you can follow me on Twitter, either at Political Rages or Davy Moo. You can follow me on Instagram at Politically Enraged or Davy Moo. And you can follow me on TikTok at Davy Moo. If you do want to sponsor the show on Kofi, you can just search Politically Enraged on Kofi. Join me again soon for another episode of Politically Enraged. And remember, get politically engaged and stay politically enraged. <laughs>